kazanacaksınız. Kazanmak için uğraşacaksınız. Ama netice ne olursa olsun siz benim gönlümde hep kazandığınız hep şampiyonsunuz. Ve öyle kalacaksınız. Allah yardım Allah! Merhaba and welcome to the second episode of Behind the Fence, a somewhat different extra format in addition to our weekly main series on the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast. I'm your host Samet, and we're bringing you today a very interesting Galatasaray fan, <laughs> which I'm very excited to talk about. He has over 15k followers on Twitter, <laughs> loves Turkey, loves Galatasaray. Give a big applause to Voila. Frank Fati Asul Kurt <laughs> El Chompito Pazzo. <laughs> so Frank, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much. Osbulduk. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm feeling fine. Thank you. Hi everyone. And uh, my apologies for my English. So if I make some mistakes, please do forgive me. <laughs> nah, it's it's all fine. It's truly a joy to have you here. For me too. And uh, thank you for accepting my invite. It's a pleasure. I've told you. I am a yeah, little I've bit emotional. I am a little bit emotional. So why? Uh, because I'm not used to interview, to interviews. And, but uh, don't see it as an interview. See it as just two Galatasaray fans absolutely. having a chat. In exactly. Yes, in a tavern in Istanbul. Exactly. In a Lokanta exactly. in Istanbul, in a Mayhem in Istanbul. <laughs> Aynen. Over some nice raka or whiskey for whiskey. you. I understand you don't like raka. Tell me, shut up. Red wine. Red wine <laughs> is much better for me. Because I have also that Italian percentage of DNA in me. And uh, <laughs> so there is wine mm -hmm. in my DNA. Uh, well, can you tell us a bit? What's your real name? Is it Frank? Is it Fati? Is it El Chompito Pazzo? El Chompito Pazzo was given to me by a couple of friends of mine in New Mexico. Maybe he will, uh, mm -hmm. he will hear, will listen at this podcast, probably. I will send him the... <laughs> no, tell us now. Yeah, yeah. How did you get the name El Chompito Pazzo? Mm -hmm. First of all, what does it mean? El Chompito, El Chompito, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. It's, it's kind of New Mexican Texan. So they gave me this star name, El Chompito. Pazzo is an Italian name, which uh, is an Italian adjective meaning crazy, which is the same of Delhi in Turkce, uh, because I am crazy. I am a good crazy man. Mm -hmm. I, I recognize my <laughs> craziness, so I am not crazier than other people, of course. Um, <laughs> so my real name anyway, my Italian name is Francesco, uh, which is Francisco, mm -hmm. you know, it's more mm -hmm. or less Francisco, but working with some uh, colleagues in the, abroad uh, made me say Frank, which is the same of Francesco, uh -huh. because they were saying Francesco, Francesco, with this kind of accent, like Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy movies. Mm -hmm. So to avoid this kind of pronunciation, because I was laughing every time they say Francesco, I said, okay, you can... Turkish colleagues? No, 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 American colleagues. Uh, so okay. they had the classic American pronunciation, Francesco. So I prefer to say, okay, you can say Frank, which is <laughs> the same. Yeah. And then my Turkish brothers gave me Fatih as name. And uh, I am very honored, of course. Of course, I am honored okay. to, to bring this this name, uh, <laughs> though it's not official, but I want it to be official. So my real name is Francesco. Anyway, Francesco. Well, I'll, I'll try to use all of them. Francesco. Is, <laughs> Francesco. That, is that the good pronunciation? <laughs> yes, Francesco. <laughs> Francesco, Fatih, yes, it's Frank. Perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> May I ask how old you are? I am 46 from two okay. weeks. 36? 46. Okay, okay. I am differently young. I can call myself differently young. Not young, but differently young. Well, you definitely have a young spirit, so that's good. Ah, that's absolutely, absolutely. My Turkish friends call me Baba, uh, <laughs> and uh, this is pretty cute, but at the same time, it makes me feel very old. They can call me Abi or, you know, Kardashim, but Baba, <laughs> Baba... Baba Frank, it's uh, it's like uh, Baba Noel. Fatih Baba. <laughs> yes. 
you have to see it like this. Uh, Baba in Turkish it shows you respect. Yes, yes, I like know. Like the Godfather, know, the Don. But I am quite rustic. I am quite kind, uh, you know, very comfortable and easygoing person. So I tell them, no, you can call me, you can call me Kardashim uh, or uh, you know, brother, big brother, mm-hmm. Baba. Yes, I know. No, I know. It's a kind of respect. I, I appreciate that. Which reminds me, Asul Kurt, what's that about? Where does that come from? Well, it was given to me that too, because okay. I have some friends very, how can you say? They are, uh, you know, you know better than me, the Turkish culture. So there are many, many kind of people, like in Italy, like everywhere. So there are people who love history and uh, the true origins of Turkish coming from, you know, Eastern, uh, Eastern from Asia. Mm-hmm. And the symbol was wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm speaking historically, not politically, of course. So it's just historical. And uh, so they called me Asr Kurt to make me a compliment, maybe, probably. And uh, I love it because I love the wolf as a figure of an animal. I, I love mm-hmm. history and I love ancient cultures, ancient traditions, and the figure of the wolf is an important figure, an, an important animal figure. So mm-hmm. it's like the bear, you know? So wolf, bear, it's a compliment. <laughs> What's your most favorite historical event since you're a big history buff? Well, I, I, I like whole history. I mean, I started with the Roman and medieval history. But very, you have to say Ottoman Empire, Fatih. Yes, Come on. yes, yes. But I was I was coming from the beginning. But when <laughs> I started to know Turkey, I mm-hmm. became very interested to Osmanli Tari, mm-hmm. to the Ottoman history. But in general, I understood that Ottoman history is just a part of Turkish history because Turkish history is dating back from centuries before. That's true. Like I mentioned it before, so from Eastern uh, countries. Right now, I have bought a book about the first uh, legendary tales of uh, the first tribes, Turkish tribes, is Dede Korkut uh, book about the first uh, nomad uh, Turkish uh, tribes in Asia. So I am mm-hmm. eager to read it. Uh, yes, but I like all history. I, I mean, I had a look a while ago about the origins of the Turkics, the Turkish people. Mm-hmm. And from what I recall, it stems back all the way to northern Russia. Absolutely, from Mongolia. They were gingers, red-headed, yes. and started their, well, nomad life uh, from yes. there, moving through Asia all the way to Absolutely, Turkey. and their uh, legendary birth was the same of the Roman birth. Mm-hmm. Meaning that all cultures have the same uh, roots. Mm-hmm. I'm not connecting Romans to the Turkish, of course, but they were born from uh, old, the Romans, and the same the Turkish. So, I mean, this is quite interesting because it makes me understand that all cultures are connected from some prehistorical mm-hmm. or historical legends. And, you know... Uh, well, we all stem from Adam and Eve, they say. <laughs> Yeah, not properly like uh, like this, but the, the, the meaning is that. The meaning is that. Yes. Yeah. And even the religion was different because there was Tengri, kind of sh- yeah. shamanic religion, exactly like the first Indo-European uh, people. Oh. So it's quite interesting. It's interesting. It's like uh, making a travel in time, back in time, and uh, be with these men and women mm-hmm. and understand the roots and understand why are living what we are living now it's important people uh, underestimate the power of history and even the the fascination of history because i am quite fascinated by reading an historical book it seems to be to you would love uh, yeah. uh, one of our crew members sally mm-hmm. uh, he's very much into history as well i love it maybe in the future mm-hmm. If we have another episode, we can uh, do it with him. With, <laughs> you can talk all about with history. With pleasure, with pleasure. And then I, I started to read about Ottomans, of course, Osmanli. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am very sorry that Osmanli there didn't, uh, the Ottomans didn't conquer Italy. They were very, very close. You cannot <laughs> imagine how much close they were to conquer Italy. Uh, My grandfather says the Ottoman Empire lost its empire due to women. 
also, also, but you two also, <laughs> there are some, it's like a sci-fi movie. There are some historical events, um, very unpredictable. We change everything. For example, the Vian uh, siege by, by Ottomans or the mm-hmm. conquest of uh, Italy, which began actually, but uh, Suleiman died and they didn't retreat to Greece, to Hellas, leaving Italy. But they were about to conquer the kingdom of Naples in the medieval time. And I'm sure they, they would have done it because at that time, <laughs> Italy was divided in many little countries. But we are making mm-hmm. a historical interview. I don't want to bother anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's obvious. We can go hours about this. And it's obvious that you have a love for history. Yes. <laughs> and well, we know your name, your age. Um, you didn't tell us where you were born. You're Italian, I, I, full-blooded Italian. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm, well, I, there is not Italy. Italy is uh, an idea, as my New Mexico friend says. Beautiful. Because we are a mix of people. Italy was conquered by everyone. Speaking again about history. So I am Napolitan. Mm-hmm. I was born in Napoli, Naples, in south of Italy. Bye, so my first, uh, I say every time they, they ask me, you are Italian? No, I am Napolitan, first of all. Mm-hmm. Then okay. I am Italian. <laughs> after, <laughs> after I am Italian. But Napoli, uh, you know, Italy is quite regional, more, much more than two. Is that? Yes. Is that how all Napolitans feel? Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. And uh, it's more regional. Italy is more regional than Turkey. You know, you have regions mm-hmm. too, but Italy is much more regional. It's like a confederation of countries more than an united uh, country, historically, be- mm-hmm. because of, of history. So, Napoli is another world compared to, for example, Milano or Turin or Venice or even Rome. It's much more in the Mediterranean uh, mood, like Istanbul, like uh, Barcelona, you know, that kind of, mm-hmm. of city. So, I am Napolitan. I was born in Napoli. Very interesting. Born and raised and always stayed there or have you traveled around a bit? I, well, I have traveled a lot around because of my work, because I am a travel mm-hmm. agent. Uh, I was, uh, for ah. 20 years I come to Turkey, to Istanbul, and, but I traveled a lot in Europe. Uh, never left Europe, actually, uh, except when I put my feet in Uskudar. I officially was in Asia. <laughs> yes. So I was in Asia, we can say that. But um, That's actually my second memleket. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, perfect. No, yes, I was raised, uh, I was born and raised in Naples, but since I started my job in uh, tourism, uh, I started to travel everywhere in Europe, especially mm-hmm. in Turkey. It's 20, more than 20 years that I come to Turkey and I stay there even for, for many months. Now I actually I am mm-hmm. in Italy, but uh, uh, I usually stay here. I stay there for months. So okay. And what do you do being a travel agent? Is it only Turkey focused? Uh, most of it, yes. I started with to sell Turkey. I make um, off going from Italy to Turkey. So basically, I am the representative of this uh, Turkish tour operator because I work for a Turkish tour operator based in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. And I bring Italians to, to Turkey. So I take care about promotion, uh, sponsorship, and uh, uh, travels. I organize travels to Turkey. Uh, then we open also to other countries, but our uh, jewel is Turkey. Absolutely. That's very interesting. And how did your love for Galatasaray start? <laughs> this is history. This is legend. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to explain you. It's like a tale. It's like a fable. Uh, it started casually in, um, I think, in 1998, 1999, probably. I don't remember exactly the date. So I, my apologies is if I make some mistakes in remembering events and uh, you know matches. But no worries. I'm not good with numbers either. Okay. Perfect. Some people so it, can know the exact years, but uh, I'm not one of those. No, it was it was not 2000 yet. It was before. It was a Champions League match. I remember the match was in the qualifying round in the first uh, 
In the first round of Champions League, it was a match uh, Juventus against Galatasaray, uh, played at Dele mm-hmm. Alpi Stadium, which was the, the former stadium of Juventus. Uh, I knew the existence of Galatasaray, of course, but I knew nothing about Galatasaray, actually. I knew that it was a very important team in Turkey, but I didn't know anything about Turkey or Galatasaray at that time. This was before you did your travel agency work? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was uh, 22, maybe, I don't remember, mm-hmm. 23. Um, so I watched the match because I hate Juventus. <laughs> so thanks, thanks to my hating, my hatred against Juventus, I met with Galatasaray. Uh, you know, being being raised in Naples, I was I I I, I was born in Na- Napoli, which is the Maradona city. Yeah. So um, I was a fan of Napoli. Of course, I I remember I lived Maradona experience. I was very young, but Napoli won two titles with Maradona. Mm-hmm. So uh, of course, being Na- Napolitan, I cannot uh, love Juventus. Actually, I hate Juventus. Everyone hates Juventus ex- except Juventus fan, of, co- of course, because Juventus is not a team. It's, uh, okay, I don't want to offend anyone, but it's, okay, you understand. It's the Fenerbahce of Italy, uh, you Yes, would say? absolutely, absolutely, yes. Not, but it's, it's worse <laughs> than Fenerbahce. Just a bunch of cheaters. Okay, let's not uh, go too much into that, because I don't want to be put on trial by... <laughs> <laughs> Juventus accountants, but anyway, I hate Juventus. I can say that I hate, I hated, and I hate Juventus. Mm-hmm. So I remember that match because uh, Juventus speakers were saying, "Okay, we are going to pass the turn. We are going to win against Galatasaray. It's an easy match." Blah blah blah. So I, I just watched the first uh, fifteen minutes of the match because I, I said, I told myself, "Okay, if Juventus go on two zero, I will turn off the TV." Uh, instead, I don't know if you remember that match. Probably yes. Uh, the 2013 against Juventus no, in, in the, uh, the 1999 Juventus uh, Galatasaray Champions ah. League match. I haven't watched it live, but I do remember. Okay, yeah. it ended 2-2, <laughs> uh, so it was a better better. But I was impressed by Galatasaray uh, team. I didn't know yet that that team was gold team because that team mm. would have won some years later the the UEFA Cup, but. Where, where did you watch it? I watched it on Italian TV, on, uh, mm-hmm. live on Italian TV. And I remember that I was really impressed with the attitude of Galatasaray players. They had no fear. Uh, they were quite physical. So it was not a very beautiful match, but there, are, there were many contrasts in midfield. And I remember that Juventus, which was one of the most quoted team at that time, had serious problems in facing Galatasaray. And I remember also that they scored. They, they went on, two, two, on 1-0 and 2-1. Then they were reached by, by Juventus. Umit Davala scored. Mm-hmm. So I was quite impressed. And of course, I celebrated because Juventus thought to win the match. <laughs> and instead, they got just one point. And I remember the speakers were so disappointed. And they were wondering how they could have had the draw with a team like Galatasaray. So I, I felt quite offended. Mm-hmm. Um, we made the um, unbelievable happen indeed. Yeah. And when you watched that match at home and we won, how was the atmosphere in Napoli? What kind of talks did you have with your friends? But uh, you, you mean when Galatasaray won the World Cup or just... Uh... Yeah. Ah, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Was... Or that game specific? Yeah, everyone, everyone was supporting Galatasaray, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because Galatasaray, as we say in Italy, was the Cinderella team. I mean, uh, you know, the team from whom you support because it's the outsiders, you know? You understand what I mean? For me, it was already different yeah. because I was becoming a fan of the Galatasaray. I, I was already a fan of Galatasaray, but for my friends, was a surprise, was a total surprise. Because Galatasaray got consideration slowly in Europe after 1999 with that team. And slowly, I remember that everyone was underestimating Galatasaray at the beginning. That was my first memory of that. Everyone was underestimating Galatasaray until they came to Alisson Yen. And they got <laughs> and, and, spanked left and right. Yes, 
Exactly, exactly. So after that match, uh, I wanted to congratulate with Galatasaray supporters. I remember that there was not mm-hmm. internet, but there were just uh, private chat with, um, you know, that, that kind of uh, chat rooms. Well, before, this was before Messenger. This was uh, yes. Q- XQL? Exactly, or? exactly. I remember those kind of uh, boxes you connected to, you know, to open the chat, the room chat. So I, I remember yeah. I found the Galatasaray Ultraslan. I didn't know what Ultraslan means <laughs> at that time. So I entered in this chat and I said in English, okay, uh, guys, I am uh, Francesco from Italy and uh, congratulations for having been uh, crushed Juventus. And that was the beginning <laughs> because I, I, I didn't know at that time what is Galatasaray, let's say like that. What mm-hmm. is Galatasaray, which is more than a team. So this was 23 years ago in 1999? 1999. Yeah. So they were completely impressed by an Italian supporting them. I remember that. For me, there was nothing, nothing strange because for me, it was a, a football match. And I congratulated mm-hmm. them because Galatasaray played even better than Juventus. Uh, they were totally speechless. They started to ask me questions. They invited me to watch other Galatasaray match. And I started to watch other Galatasaray match. But Galatasaray hosted Juventus in Alisamien and it ended 1-1, I remember. Swat scored. And then I basically accompanied Galatasaray in this triumph until uh, 2001-2002 when they won UEFA Cup and uh, the Super Cup. And I became affected. I became affected because I became a big fan, thanks to this person, to these people also, thanks to the team, because the team was exceptional at the time, mm-hmm. was a golden team. But also I was, uh, how can I say, I was welcomed by the fans of Galatasaray in a way that I was totally not used to, even in Napoli, even for a Napolitan fan. I mean, was this only online or was it physically? It as well? was online, and then uh, just uh, some months before Galatasaray won the UEFA Cup, they invited me to Istanbul. Mm. I remember very well that that moment because I never visited a, uh, an Islamic country, so I had mm-hmm. the exact perception of many travelers coming from Europe to Turkey for the first time. So the classic mentality of someone who thinks, okay, I'm going to Turkey, Islamic country. Mm, okay. But I wanted to meet them. So were you afraid? Or? I was not afraid, but I remember that uh, people around me were afraid. I tell you in all honesty, because it's like that. It's part yeah. of the, it's yeah. part of the package. Even to this day, sometimes you have still people yeah, that feel this way. Because they imagine, I don't know why they imagine Turkey to be like, you know, Pakistan or... Uh, then they go, they go to Turkey and they discover something totally new, unexpected, and even more modern than their own country. Mm-hmm. This is like that. I am very honest with you. It's a sort of historical heritage, like, like let's say like that. So... Ultra Aslan invited you to Istanbul Ultra Aslan after... invited me and I went there. I was a little bit afraid, but I hided it. Mm-hmm. And it happened the magic. <laughs> what was the plan? Which game did you go? What was the I magic? I went to... Uh, no, okay. I arrived at the airport and they were waiting for me. That, that was the first... <laughs> uh, uh, my first impression with Turkey was that. So it was like a welcoming, uh, you know, someone important. <laughs> so I arrived... <laughs> Fati Baba. Yes, I arrived there and I never was a tourist, even in my first time in Istanbul, because they took me everywhere in Istanbul. Uh, so I lived like a Turk, like an Istanbul people, in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. And they took me to Floria also. They organized for me wow. a tour. They, they took me to Floria where I met the, the, the team. I met the direct the, the the coach. Amazing. Yes. You met the team with Hakan Shukri. Yes. No, no. Some years Umit- later. Some years later. Two years later. When there was oh, two, Mon- two years later. Mondragon, uh, Arif. Uh, Arif uh, the, There was Umit Karan, uh, Lucescu. I met Umit with Karan. Lucescu. I met I met with um, the athletic preparator. I don't know the name now. Sorry. So my mistake. Mm-hmm. Was Mertz translating back then? I don't think so. Right. Ah, yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Was he yeah, translating yeah, back yeah, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the athletic preparator was also, there was also an Italian working 
for them. So mm-hmm. I was even lucky because everyone was speaking in Turkish except, for, you know, the main stuff. They invited me also to mm-hmm. make an interview for Galatasaray newspaper. And you can uh, retrieve it somewhere. <laughs> oh, no. oh, you have to send that link to me. Yeah, no, Definitely. really. It, it's incre- incredible. Incredible. They brought me to Ali Samien. I watched uh, Galatasaray and Karagucho match. Unfortunately, it ended 2-2, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I lived a real true experience as a Galatasaray fan. I can imagine. And my love for them, for these people, and for Galatasaray increased increased, increased, and double increased, I became fanatic. And when I came back to Italy, I spread news about Galatasaray, Turks, Turkey. So it just it started mm-hmm. my journey to Turkey, thanks to Galatasaray. Thanks to Galatasaray, an entire new world opened to me. I'm not joking. This is true. <laughs> it's, it's, I know it's strange, but this is true. Mm-hmm. And I came back again, again, because they, they became like my brothers. So I came back again and again, and then accidentally on 2006, 2007, I met with one of them, a new fan of Galatasaray, who was the, the boss of this tour operator. <laughs> mm. Yes. And we became... So Galatasaray basically made your life what it is today. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not joking. It's true. Totally. 100%. That's amazing. True. I was graduated, I am graduated in law, uh, and I graduated in 2001, mm-hmm. but I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I made two years of uh, practice in a studio, in an avocat studio, mm-hmm. lawyer studios. And then I left it because it was not in my, in my courts, and it was not in my mood to make the lawyer, because I am someone who speaks a lot, who, who loves to interact with people. Extroverted, definitely. Absolutely. And I stayed three years without job, uh, sending my curriculum, uh, asking for, mm-hmm. for work in Italy. I was quite depressed. And all in a sudden, in 2007, it happened casually, this possibility. Uh, this guy asked me to learn a new job and uh, to become a lease agent in Italy. And I, I replied, OK, look, I am a lawyer. I, am, I should be a lawyer. I, am, I have no experience in, in tourism. Mm-hmm. And the, I remember his words said, Francesco, maybe you have no experience in this field, but I see your love for Turkey. So I need someone who loves, mm-hmm. who loves this country. Because you can sell... And this was uh, Galatasaray Yes, exactly. it was a Galatasaray fan. Mm-hmm. And I remember these words. So, basically, what should have happened in Italy, it happened in Turkey. So, I was looking desperately for a job in Italy, and Italy didn't give me any chance. And I knew a little English. I was graduated. Mm-hmm. I had also some experience as, uh, as a customer care. They closed mm-hmm. all doors on my face. I mean, in 2007, 2008, it was also a crisis all around the globe. Exactly. I remember at that time, I also sent like 30, 40 applications and it was hard getting a job at that certain time. Yes, but they were not accepting me because in Italy there is this kind, there is always, not just at that time, this kind of separation. If you are graduated, Mm -hmm. you are too much qualified for them to be, for example, clerk or you know like they they Mm -hmm. divide and share jobs like uh, noble jobs and dirty jobs you know uh i wanted to work just it seems like it was a bit like turkey is there you know the term torpil yeah and that's also in italy the same absolutely the same i don't understand this Mm -hmm. kind of attitude because i want to work i want to they they ask for experience but if you don't give me any chance to make this experience how can I show experience? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this guy. Yeah. So basi- yeah. basically what you're saying is if you're graduated from university, you have too much curriculum to do the small jobs. But this is wrong. This is wrong because but, some t- yeah. <laughs> this is absolutely wrong because there are graduated people who are totally aptal, imbecile. And there are yes. diplomat, diplomatic people who are very eager to work and to serve for work. Mm-hmm. So this is yeah. stupid. It depends from the... And at the other side, you don't get hired for the jobs you qualify because uh, exactly. there's someone else's cousin or nephew 
Yes. Taking those jobs. Yes, yes. I understand. Okay. It was mm -hmm. like that. And in the, in the worst moment of my life, of my working life, this guy showed to me and gave me this chance. Of course, I was afraid because you are always afraid when you start something unknown. But I was also strong and very bold. And I said, okay, okay, let's try. You teach me. That was my new life, start, the start of my new life for, uh, in Turkey, because it, it's very connected to Turkey. I can say that I was lucky, but I also gained this possibility at the same time, yeah. because I made it to happen. Yeah, I always say there's no such thing as luck, because you have to create your own exactly. luck. And what I mean by that... What I usually mean by that is there are millions of doors, but if you don't walk the stairs and stand in front of the door, someone else will stand there until it opens and you will have missed your shot. Your and that's a bit how I see luck. Your words are so wise and I, I agree totally. <laughs> Not... <laughs> so you understand that Galatasaray made me like this. I mean... It's incredible. You have From that, everything to thank for Galatasaray. Absolutely. It seems like. And of course, Turkey. But first of all, Galatasaray, mm -hmm. because Galatasaray is Turkey, by the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is one of... Before, before we continue with your story, yeah. I want to do a brief interruption for a segment. Okay. It's basically, I will just give you two answers and you have to pick one. Okay. It should be fairly easy. So it's called quick rounds and you have to be fast. You can't think too much. Okay. All right. Without, without, so without explaining, just answering. Exactly. So here we go. Quick rounds. Georgia Haji or Wesley Snyder? Haji. Hakan Shukur or Mario Jardel? Shukur. Felipe Melo mm -hmm. or Fernando Reyes? Melo. Italian or Turkish kitchen? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. No, put them because they are similar. I mean, I love Turkey <laughs> because it's the same cuisine of Italy. No, no, no. I, I am not diplomatic. I am not diplomatic. For me, food is important. So if you told me Italian or English cuisine, okay. But Italian, Turkish cuisine, how can I choose? Okay, I'll leave No, no, that. it's not diplomatic. It's, it's honest. It's true, as answer. I believe you. I believe you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then the next one. Tafaral, Muslera or Mondragon? Ah. Mm. I would say emotionally Muslera. Emotionally. Right. Because it's... Okay, no, I don't need to explain. Okay. No, okay. Just, just my answer. Okay. okay, Muslera. Lucescu or Fatih Terim? <laughs> <laughs> but I met Lucescu. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to make it difficult. See if you would still pick Lucescu over Terim. No, Terim, Terim. And then maybe a last one. Worst player of Galatasaray. Mm, interesting. Worst player surely are coming from the last two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> no, because, because it's true. I mean... We've had some bad ones, I, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean... but, you know, it, it was, how can I say, hidden by the, the golden era of Galatasaray. Now I can see it mm -hmm. more clear. I would say, okay, there are a lot of people. I would say a lot of people, but I could say... Yedlin, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't like him at all. I'm so happy. <laughs> I mean, is he the worst player? You have Tarek Chamdal, Jose Rodriguez, Juan Pablo Pinto, yeah, and all also, that stuff. Also, but, 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 you know, Yedlin, because it was, I remember he was presented and introduced in a, you know, flamboyant way. He, he was just running mm -hmm. left and right without doing anything. So, <laughs> I fully agree. I fully agree. <laughs> so, those were the questions for quick rounds we'll have a quiz afterwards but uh, basically to continue story so you explained how you met with the ultra aslan fans mm -hmm. went to luchescu meet the team mm -hmm. and your passion for galatasaray basically grow bigger and bigger yeah, it was like um, a sense of belonging i i never had mm -hmm. this kind of sense with napoli team i i mean i, I was a supporting napoli too yeah 
but I was never inside the supporters. I mean, it was like, mm-hmm. no, something external. In this case, it's, it's different. In the first episode, we discussed with John, who's from Canada, mm-hmm. that there is no color when you're a Galatasaray Absolutely. supporter. no color, no color. Only red and yellow. <laughs> Only red and yellow. And um, it's difficult to explain the love for Galatasaray. Really, it's difficult because it's... Um, the more years I, I, I went on, the more I realized that it was a, a lifestyle attitude. I mean, like a family, okay? Like uh, mm-hmm. a deep love. Uh, every time I look uh, the team, the, the format, the T-shirt, uh, everything connected to red and yellow, for me, it was love. And it's love. Every morning I say hello on Galatasaray main page to, to supporters. They like mm-hmm. everyone. For me, it's important to keep connected with Galatasaray, even if for some period I am not in Turkey, but I am in Italy. In Italy, I follow Galatasaray just on streaming. I cannot mm-hmm. watch the matches. So, yeah. when you went to Istanbul with Ultraslan, was that your first time? Yes. Okay. It was the first time in 2003, maybe, 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, when that happened, you went back to Napoli, I guess? Yes, I went back to Napoli, but I brought every single person of my friends, of my relatives to Turkey, because I I was like um, sick in a good way of Turkey. It started like a a disease. I call the Turkish disease. It's in a good way. I mean, (laughs) I became totally absorbed by Turkey by every aspect of Turkish culture, society, uh, living. Uh, Istanbul is very similar to Napoli because they are both Mediterranean countries. They have the same, the people have the same attitude to be open to life, to welcome people. So I felt myself at home there. And slowly, my life passed from Napoli to Istanbul, slowly. I didn't realize at that time, but uh, slowly I got experience in my work. I started to live in Istanbul for months, mm-hmm. always making back and forth because I, I can rely on, uh, on my boss who gives me his apartment. Don't ask me, <laughs> don't ask me, but he has two, two apartments. So every time I go to Istanbul, I am lucky also because I can stay in his apartment. So I can stay there or all the time I want. And Istanbul became my city, mm-hmm. practically. And uh, slowly I, I became Turk. <laughs> Fatih Baba. Yeah, I'd been given a name by them, by the Ultraslan, Fatih. And when they told me that, I was, I can say, proud, really. Yeah. And my Italian friends uh, started to know Turkey through me. And they came to Turkey and they became uh, in love for Turkey, like me, not with my same experience, but they, everyone came to Turkey, <laughs> between my relatives, my friends, because they had me guiding them, of course, because I am also a sort of guide in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, I visited also other places in Turkey with, with years. Yeah. And I became, uh, I can say, a little professional in my, in my work because now it's uh, 13 years, 14 years working for this tour operator. Yeah. And uh, I became also very protective for uh, Turkey. I mean, every time I hear some idiocy or, you know, some kind of uh, ignorant comment about Turkish people. What's Turkey, the strangest you've heard? About Turkey, where you were like, ah, that's bollocks. I can tell you very easily it happened one month ago uh, by a client, because Italian clients, of course, some, some of them, they ask very stupid questions. They are afraid to ask because they are embarrassed. They, they know the stupidity mm-hmm. of the question, but they ask. <laughs> they ask. So I am used. And I, the, the problem that, that I need to be correct with them and polite, so give them of course, a polite professional. answer, professional answers. But I want to laugh on their face, of course. Uh, one of the last clients came coming into Istanbul in uh, April asked me if he could have used credit card in uh, Istanbul. And I said, yes, it's accepted almost everywhere. Not because you have to know that in Italy, you still have problems in paying with credit card for a coffee, for example, because there are taxes, there are percentages. Yeah. So sometimes when you try to pay with credit card for a coffee, they say, uh, uh, mm, not me. Yeah, it's funny. I went to Berlin mm-hmm. a few weeks ago and I had the same feeling like, 
paying by card is less acceptable in some countries, even still in Europe today. Yeah. In Holland here, it's very easy, but yeah. I noticed that. But in Turkey, you can pay everything by credit card, even a yeah. single coffee. So I said, okay, <laughs> no, you can pay, sir, you can pay everything by credit card, even a coffee. And he replied, are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? He replied, mm -hmm. did they use credit card? Because I know that for Ottoman culture is not very good. No, <laughs> they still refer to no, Ottoman I, culture I, in really. Italy. I no. was, I was speechless. I, I didn't know if he was joking. He was not joking. I stopped myself. I needed to, to control myself because um, ultimately he booked the travel. So I, I thought to be professional. I said, I said, of course they accept credit cards. I didn't give any kind of explanation. Do you, do you join them on the trip no. as a guide or not? Not them. I didn't want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but but normally, like, how, how do you work? Do you just sell I, a package? I sell and promote, but when I am in Istanbul, mm -hmm. I side the guy as a okay. sort of company for some travelers. You do that in English? No, no, in Italian. In Italian. In uh, Italian. Mm -hmm. So, because maybe the traveler uh, wants to see who, who has sold the travels to them. So, I... Mm -hmm. I give also that kind of, uh, you know, funny moments during the tour. So, yeah, because I have my, my places in Istanbul. So sometimes I joke with the guide because the guide say, okay, Francesco, let me work. Don't, mm -hmm. don't talk every time. This is my working time. So I try to, to create some chaos during the, yeah. the tour. Uh, so this is the kind of comments, you know, they, first of all, mm -hmm. these referring still to Ottomans. Second, yeah. why it's not uh, should not be accepted to pay credit card in Turkey? What's the problem? Because they believe to mm -hmm. be there is this kind of uh, you know attitude to feel themselves you know more civilized, no, mm. than Eastern people. Probably yeah. it's the contrary, <laughs> but, but, but <laughs> you know this kind of comments it may, they make me sick totally. But sometimes yeah. I need to keep myself. Uh, so, mm. just to sum up a bit, you watched Galatasaray against Juventus. That's where your fandom for Galatasaray yes. began. Yes. You met with Ultra Aslan when you went online in the chat yes. rooms. And you met with Lucescu and the team in 2003. Si. And then you also had found a job because you met a Galatasaray yes. fan who owned a travel agency. <laughs> and... That brings you to around 2005, 6, 8. When did you start with Twitter? I started with you Twitter. You have 15K during... followers there. Uh, yeah, uh, I started during the pandemic periods when we were in lockdown. Uh, I was not very social before, uh, mm -hmm. though I had uh, both Twitter and uh, Facebook, but I was not very social and not, I was not posting anything about me, for example. I found your first tweet on Twitter. Oh, really? And. <laughs> Are you interested in what it says? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember, honestly. At least one of the earliest tweets, um, you have to explain to me what this means, but it says, Direttamente dalla Siberia su Twitter. <laughs> and Directly. Gialli <laughs> Siberia dan. You were in Siberia? No, absolutely. But it probably it was summer <laughs> and I hate heat. I hate Sijak uh, Hava. Uh, so uh -huh. probably I was trying to exercise the, the heat of Napoli and I was saying, okay, directly from Siberia. <laughs> How did you grow your Twitter to 15K followers? Did you buy them? <laughs> no, no, please. I don't, um, I don't know, I'm honestly. And no, it, it happened during, during the lockdown. Uh, during the lockdown, mm -hmm. I, I, I had this urgence to open myself to the rest of the world because it was unnatural to be closed in the house. Um, and thank God you did, Frank. Uh, thank you very much. I, I did, initially I did with uh, Star Trek and Star Wars fans because I needed to mm -hmm. speak about uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, because I am a very, like, the classic nerd, you know? <laughs> I, love, I love cinema, I love TV shows, I love the classic American shows, you know, like Star yeah. Trek and Star Wars. And then- I'm the same. But I never got into the Star Trek mm. kingdom. Mm -hmm. I do know, which we discussed a bit, Lost was and is Lost. still my all-time favorite TV show. Mine too. That was, uh, 
interesting times. Yes. So you started tweeting about Galatasaray. Then I started tweeting quick. about Galatasaray after some months. And then, uh, I don't know, it happened like that. <laughs> I started to post, mm. to post very idiot videos because the lockdown uh, brought me to a new kind of attitude. I, I didn't change myself, but maybe yeah. it gave me more courage to, to post things about myself. Uh, yeah, that's the thing as well. You have to keep being yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen your videos on Twitter as well. I follow you for a while now. <laughs> uh, you can sing very nicely, by the way. <laughs> really enjoy those as well. I am like and, this. And your Turkish is really good. Uh, I am learning. I am learning. I'm, I, I, this is my, my hope because I need to move permanently to Istanbul to learn very oh. quickly. The problem is that I love so much Turkey and Turkey. You can understand from this interview. Uh, my problem is that mm-hmm. I am the man between two worlds still because I am moving back mm-hmm. and forth. And in this case, I cannot learn properly Turkish because in Napoli there is a problem uh, that I don't have any kind of, uh, you know, school or uh, teaching for learning very quickly. So uh, I started to learn Turkish by myself. Uh, during my travels, mm-hmm. my taking notes, by making online um, uh, lessons, Dersler, Dersler, Dersler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you that I can write it. Very good. I can see that. Mediumly, mediumly good because I can think, you know, by writing yeah. is different than speaking, of course. Uh, but I need to get, to get used to the pronunciation, to the, to the listening, of course, because when yeah. uh, a Two Turkish people speaks very quickly, uh, mm-hmm. or I participate from the beginning, or I don't understand anything. Of course, I lose something. So oh. I am in, the, in that kind of moment in which I need to move permanent, permanently to Turkey. To... Well, I have you on WhatsApp now, so expect some random calls from me, and oh, okay. uh, I'll just talk Turkish with you. Okay. You have a Turkish friend with you now. Okay. <laughs> so please teach me. Teach you... me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll teach you. That's, that's no problem. Mm. So you're going to move to Turkey, you said? Yes, or very soon. For the language? So not for the language, because my life is there. Ah, okay. Permanently, or are you still planning to go back and forth? No, permanently. Napoli? But consider that ah, Istanbul and Naples are, are two hours of flights. When I say permanently, mm-hmm. it's, not it's not like moving on to the other part of the world. It's like moving yeah. to... Another city very close to Napoli, uh, but I want to move permanently because I need, I need desperately, especially after the lockdown, which blocked me in Italy. I was about to move to Istanbul before the lockdown. I was in uh, two months in uh, Kadikoy. I say Kadikoy, don't misunderstand me. Kadikoy is a very wonderful place for living. <laughs> We're stopping the podcast right now. You see, Kadikoy. What is Kadikoy? Come on. <laughs> yes, I know, but consider, trust me, you know what I am talking about. Uh, I know. Kadikoy is a mean, very yeah. beautiful place for living. I prefer Üsküdar. Üsküdar also. That's what I, Üsküdar where, also. where I lived. Uh, initially, I was in love for Giangir, Taksim, you know, Beyolu. Mm-hmm. But, it's too crowded. Yes, but this, this place changed over the years. I, I noticed that it changed a lot. Full of, yeah, uh, I know. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. We don't need to go into that. Okay, <laughs> so I discovered the beauty of Kadikoy and Modai and Uskudar. I mean, it's a very friendly place. It's a very nice place. It's very fancy also, mm-hmm. I can say. <laughs> yeah, the people are more down to earth and more sujakkan, yes. more warm. Yes, and there are well. a lot of uh, musical events. Uh, I have some mm-hmm. friends who play in a band. They make concerts in the, in the clubs in Kadiko, in Modai, in Uskudar. So I, I love that place. I love that place. If one day I will live there. Inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> well, Frank, I'd love to continue talking with you for hours. <laughs> but uh, slowly we have to go through our quiz segment. Okay. So this time, the quiz, I will ask you a question. Okay. And if you want, you can get the multiple choice answers and then you can answer them. Okay. So I will uh, keep track of the points and do a leaderboard of all our guests as well. Okay. So be serious. I try. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to put the Who Wants the Millionaire 
music in the background. So I'm going to ask you serious oh, questions. Okay. <laughs> Let's start easy. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start now. Question number one. In what year was Galatasaray founded? Okay. And I can give you the multiple choice answers. Okay, okay, but I asked. Ah, good. That's correct. Mamma mia, this is a, <laughs> this is an exam. I was not born uh, Jim Bomblu. I became Jim Bomblu. Remember, remember. Are you saying that's better, Frank? <laughs> no, no, it's not an excuse. I don't don't make me question. Okay, this is a very basic, a very simple question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number two. Mm -hmm. How many times has Galatasaray won the Turkish Super League? Super League or League? Is it Super League? The, the Turkish Super League. Sport Toto. A death. 32. A death. Wait, I'm giving you multiple choice yes. answers. Is it 21? No. Is it 19? No. 20 or 22? 22. I heard you said 32, oh, but I might have missed it. Well, 22, not 32, of course, 22. <laughs> that is correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a death, a death, a death. No, because Super League for us is uh, a mistake with Italian. A death. It's a Serie, serie yeah. A, Serie B uh, in, in Turkish mm -hmm. Super League. Okay, a death. Question number three. Mm -hmm. Who is the top scorer in Galatasaray history? Top. Is it A? Mm -hmm. Tanju Chola. Mm -hmm. Is it B. Hakan Shükür? Mm -hmm. Is it C. Arif Erdem? Mm -hmm. Or D. Ümit Karan? Okay, I don't know the first one. Or I don't remember the first one. So I will say Cholak, but I don't know, honestly, because I know the, the others, but I don't know. Are you sure? I, I don't think that it's Arif, honestly. You don't think it's Arif? It's Arif. Okay. I think. Uh, is it Tanju Cholak, Hakan Shükür, Arif Erdem, let's say, let, or let's Ümit Karan? Let's hold the because I leave the Hakan Shükür here very well. So let's say Hakan Shükür, but I'm not sure, honestly. Is that your final yes. answer? Yes, it's Ümit Karan. No. That's correct, Hakan oh, Shükür. Okay. okay, no, because I didn't know the first one. Okay, so... Three out of three. Take, taking out the first one, which I don't, I didn't know, I would have never said Ümit Karan or Arif, for sure. <laughs> Arif, no, for yeah. sure. Omid Karan, maybe, but All right. I remember Shukur was uh, a top scorer, absolutely. The next question Mama. is a bit of a tricky question. Okay. So, question number four. Mm -hmm. Which team has Galatasaray never won against in a full 90-minute game? All of history. Mm -hmm. Is it A, Barcelona? Mm -hmm. B, no. Juventus? No. C, Arsenal? Not. Or D, Manchester United. Okay. It's not Barcelona. Which team? It's not Barcelona and neither Arsenal. Uh, I think Which team have we never won against in a full 90-minute game? Oh, it's Manchester. Are you sure? Yes. Is that your final answer? Because we won against Juventus, we won against Barca. Uh, in Super Cup, mm -hmm. we won against Arsenal. Yeah. Oh no, Arsenal is tricky. Oh, right. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, now I am remembering. No, yes, sorry. So, uh, no, yeah, yo, 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 yo. I, 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 um, you see, I answered by myself, I corrected myself, Arsenal. Is that your final answer? Oh, don't do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> That is correct. Yeah. I indeed, this was a trick question. We won, of course, uh, in the two year 2000. Yeah. Penalty shootout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. No, no, because, of course, I, am, I connect yeah. that with the victory of Galatasaray, but I remember that it was a penalty. There were penalties. Mm -hmm. uh, so yes, they went, they went to penalties. I remember. And Manchester United, I think it was in 2013, yes, where Burak yes, Yilmaz yes. did a header. I remember now. And Juventus was, mm -hmm. uh, yes, Juventus, they won against Juventus with China. the snow. And uh, with Barca in Super Cup. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> no, Question number five. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. 
who is the most expensive transfer in the history of Galatasaray? Mm. Is it Mbaya Jagne, mm. Wesley Snyder, mm. Elano Blumer, mm -hmm. or Mario Jardel? Si. Are you sure? <laughs> Elano Blumer? C or B? Not the first. Or Wesley Snyder? Yes. No, but I don't think... It's not Mbaye Diagne or no, Mario Jardel? No, no, no. Diagne, no. And the last one was who? Mario Jardel. Oh, maybe Jardel. Hmm. This is tricky, because I don't remember at that time the transfer costs of Jardel. Um, hmm. Do you want to use your helpline? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm not checking anything. I swear, I'm not checking anything. No, 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 I believe you. I will say not... Uh, I will say Schneider. No, I don't think Schneider. Hmm. Jardel. Let's say Jardel. Is that your final answer? Yes, it's wrong, I know. <laughs> no, you're very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I, make, I make my exclusion. I mean... Uh, more than knowing the answer, my exclusion, because it, it could have not... Your logical yes, sense. Yes, it, it, it have not could be Schneider or uh, Diagne. No, absolutely. So, Jardel, yes. Mm -hmm. mm. All right. The next question, question number six, it's linked to the previous one. Mm -hmm. How many million euro is Mario Jardel the most expensive transfer in history of Galatasaray? Uh. Is it A, 13? B, 15.5, C, 17.05, or D, 19 million euros? 17.05. Are you guessing? Uh, yes, I'm guessing because it's too precise. 05, 05. You're guessing too well. <laughs> it's, too, it's too precise. I mean, 05. This is very Sherlock yeah. attitude, you know? <laughs> I, I read a lot of mystery books. <laughs> <laughs> Question number seven. What is the date that Muslera came to Galatasaray? Ah, in uh, two Is it? Oh, if you want to oh, no, go, no, go no, for no, it. Go, go, go. No, I want to be sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A. August 2011. Mm -hmm. B. August 2012. C. January 2011. Or D. January 2012. Ah, this is tricky. Come on. In, by months, not by years. <laughs> yeah, but well, at least at the moment, guess the year for now. I, I thought that, I thought it would have been easier because I don't remember the month. <laughs> you remember when he came from Lazio, right? Yeah, from Lazio. It, from Lazio is is wonderful. Lazio, the, the Italian Lazio. Lazio, not Lazio. It's like mozzarella. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that I think that he came in 2011. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So January or February, basically. No, it's August 2011, uh -huh. August 2012, January 2011, or January 2012. This is tricky because you you put in, in the open market. So I, I uh, let's say January. Well, did he come in the winter or in the summer? In the winter. Oh, come on. I don't remember. Eh. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't I don't remember. I honestly didn't remember. In August. Okay. But uh, he also had an interview recently with uh, Galatasaray TV where he also told this. But it's fine. Okay, thank you. You're doing very well. <laughs> thank you. Question number eight. Mm -hmm. Who was the captain of Galatasaray in the 2000 years? The year the team won the UEFA Cup. In the 2000 years, uh, okay. In the 2000, well. A. Bülent Korkmaz. Mm, B. Mm. Georgia Haji. No. C. Hakan Şükür. Or D. Ayhan Akman. No, Korkmaz. Korkmaz, Büyük Kaptan. Mm -hmm. Büyük Kaptan. Grande. Grandissimo. Korkmaz, absolutely. I remember yeah. him. One of the mm -hmm. best players I've ever seen in that period. I remember also the devil twin in the midfield of Galatasaray, Okan and Emre. They were mm -hmm. really, really, really dangerous for every team in Europe. Very short. Oh, what a time to be alive. Yeah. No, very short, very quickly and very technical. Also, I remember. Okay. Two more questions left. Mm -hmm. Question number nine. Mm -hmm. 
In which city did Galatasaray win the 2000 UEFA Championship? This is an open question. Ah, it was in Copenhagen. Uh, oh, very good. Hopenhagen. Copenhagen, Denmark. I remember. I remember in Hovnaden. <laughs> is that how they pronounce it? Uh, uh, yes, they pronounce Hovnaden. Hovnaden. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, we say Copenhagen, okay, but Hovnaden. And I remember I was jumping on my couch and calling. There was not WhatsApp, so I was using all my credit in my telephone. Text. Yes, I, <laughs> I was calling my friends who were in the middle of a house with fireworks everywhere. So I remember, I remember. All right, that's amazing. All right, last question, number 10. Okay. Name the players that were known as Bum in 2010 season of Galatasaray. Well, known as... Ah, Bum, okay. Mm. Give me the answers. I don't remember. So, I'll give you a hint. It was the worst midfield that we had <laughs> okay. at the time. And they were known as Bum. Okay. And so that, that's why I don't remember, probably. Okay. <laughs> if you don't know, I, we can pass it. We can pass it. We can pass it because in that, in, that, in that period, I was totally full absorbed by my life-changing work. But uh, yeah. Uh, ah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So a lot happening in your life. I guess. And we were, it was one of the worst seasons as well. So mm. I don't blame you. It was uh, Barış Özbek, ah, okay. Ayhan Akman, mm -hmm. and Mustafa Sarp. Mm. Mustafa. Yeah. To make up, I have two bonus questions. Mm -hmm. I think John from Canada, he said they were quite easy, mm -hmm. but let's see. <laughs> okay. Name three of our top league goal scorers in the last six seasons. So out of any last six seasons, if you can guess three correct. In the last six seasons? Mm-hmm. I would say the top scorer, three of the top scorer. Mm. It's not very easy. It's not very easy. Three of the most people who scored the most in the last three seasons. Yeah. Any season of the last six. Well, uh, I would say, well, I don't know, you know, actually, who scored the most. Because I, 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 am, I am so disappointed by the last two seasons that I totally <laughs> forgot who, who are the top three scorer of the last six seasons honestly honestly yeah that one's a hard one no really it's uh I mean Kerem is this season Falcao one before oh yes Kerem was a surprise also for me I, I, I can tell yeah. you because he's getting better and better every month maybe he need to control a little bit his temper sometimes because he overreacts sometimes. He's too much. Oh, you're referring to the beef with Marcao? No, not, not only. No, 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 not that. I mean, it, it's because he's very young. He's very young. Mm. Sometimes he forgets to pass. He wants to make everything by himself. But if he improves on that, and we need to have patience. Because sometimes, you know, the supporters are not patient. That's true. Especially this year, they were not patient. I mm -hmm. understand them. I understand them. But we need to give time. We need to give... In football, it's not like that. In football, even in Italy, in football, it's not like that. Mm -hmm. If you wrong three or four matches, despite everything, you are out. And uh, that player mm -hmm. is, uh, is guilty. I, I am more in a compromise, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we need to yeah. understand also the the situations happened and occurring in the last two years. Fully agree. Patience. Kerem, in perspective, will become a champion for me. If he doesn't lose himself and if he's trained and he follows everything, all steps, I think that Kerem will be a great surprise. And I hope that we, he will remain in Galatasaray also. Yeah, let's hope one more season at least in the Yes. We're going to the last bonus question. Oh, Name three people, mm -hmm. bonus question number two, name three people that wore the number 10 jersey at Galatasaray. Okay, Aji. Yes. Aji and uh, who else? Schneider? No. Yes. Yes. And the last one, the actual number 10 is, <laughs> I don't remember. Now you're, you're putting me in difficulty. Well, there's still a player in the team. Yeah, I know. Uh, number 10 now... I don't remember. I'll give you that one. Arda Turan. No, Arda Turan is number 9. 
No, I mean before. Ah, before. Okay, I would say Arda Turan. Yeah. Yeah, to make it easy. Yeah, Arda Turan, absolutely. I love him. <laughs> I miss him. He has a go back now. He has a big go back. Yeah. But uh, he's I... becoming like us, Frank. <laughs> But I miss him. I miss him a lot. He's quite a character. All right. Okay, I also have a traditional question before I end the show that I ask okay. our guests. Are you a front wiper or a back wiper? And I can expand on this wiper? if you What want me to explain. Wiper? So, if you are seated in the toilet, ah. do you wipe do, do you wipe your no, ass? No. Come on, you are going more in technicality now. No, it's very important for the podcast. We need to find out. Come on, let me focus because it's something that I, I do naturally. So, I, I don't... <laughs> so do you wipe from the front or the back? What kind of question is this? From from back. <laughs> so it's because we were surprised with a bunch of friends about the differences. When we heard some people wipe from the front, we were very amazed because we didn't think it's possible. Well, I think that it's possible, probably. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I never... Uh, thought to that uh, dilemma. <laughs> I think that tonight I will avoid that. I mean, I will uh, focus on drinking my wine because now the next time I'm, I'm going to clean myself, I will think, I will think to that. You understand? I want to be natural. I don't want to think and focus on this kind. I am not Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> If you think it's okay, we can leave it at that. And that rounds up the show. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, Frank, if you want to plug any of your socials where people can find you and follow you. Absolutely. So where should they go if they want to follow you on, on Twitter? Twitter? What's your handle? Which, what do you mean exactly? <laughs> so if I want to follow you on Twitter, what's your Twitter handle? How can I find you? I don't know. <laughs> But the, the password. <laughs> I'll help you plug it. So yes, please. <laughs> if anyone wants to follow Frank on Twitter, you can follow him with the handle at Frank. MC Raval, so that's Frank M C R A V A L L. Fatih Asilkurt. Exactly. It's better. Maybe it's more easy for a Galatasaray fan or a Turkish. Uh... All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you, Frank, for your time, you for much. your amazing character, for my pleasure, for your joyfulness. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and I hope uh, we'll speak to each other again, maybe with the rest of the guys as well. Okay, I can. That's it for this episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye, guys. <laughs>